Hello and welcome to Ultimate Health Radio. I'm Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We're excited to uh, do another segment. It's been a while, but um, we're actually going to do the first segment of 2019 on weight loss. Just figured that would be a great way to kick things off. But before we do this, let me just give you a standard disclaimer real quick. Um, just please understand that we're not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a healthcare concern, please seek out a, a healthcare provider of your choice. Whether it's a chiropractor like myself, a physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the healthcare provider of your choice. So we'll go ahead and get started. I've got a very special guest with me, uh, Mr. Dylan. Um, and we're going to start, uh, we're just going to talk about weight loss. He's, Dylan's looked at this stuff from a lot of different angles. Um, he is a uh, health uh, enthusiast. He's got a clothing line, Second Mile Fitness. I encourage you guys to check that out, him and his partner, Ronnie Gates. Um, they've done a great job with this clothing line. They have a lot of um, neat styles out there. And just they're really passionate about health. Um, I think that's one of your major passions. Um, so with that, what, what can you kind of tell us about your, your background and how did you get into to health as it, as it looks today? So uh, I got into health about seven years ago. Um, I was real skinny growing up. And um, honestly, it stemmed from a very uh, vanity standpoint, I guess. Um, but the more I dove into it, the more uh, I started learning and kind of got into all of it. So uh, it's been many years of trial and error and uh, seeing what works for myself and other people. And um, honestly, just excited to talk about it today. So Cool. Well, sounds good. Well, this subject of weight loss, I'm going to throw out some things real quick because I think it's, it's important to have some perspective. So it's a $6.4 billion industry. And this is actually information that's a couple years old. So it's probably more than that at this point. Statistically, about 70 plus percent of the population is either overweight or obese. And so it's really interesting. How are you going to spend that kind of money in, a, in any industry and only produce results 30 percent of the time? And so that's something that um, I think is really important as we talk about these things is how can we crack that code? How can we help people generate better results? And there's different there's many different layers to it. Um, as you mentioned, Dylan, you did kind of a survey on Facebook to see what people are interested in. And some of the things that came up were hormonal issues, stress issues, uh, energy issues, time management issues. That's a lot more than just looking at it from diet and exercise, which I think is what most people think of when they think of weight loss. Are those two components important? Absolutely. But you also have to have the other ingredients. One of the ways I personally look at it is I look at it like baking a cake. You know, if a cake requires nine ingredients and you only use two, it's just not going to come out right even though those two ingredients were important and they are necessary. But what, um, in terms of time management, what are some of the things that you found that really help in that regard? So, um, I don't know. Weight loss is one of the most complex and simple things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think people try to overcomplicate exercise sometimes. Yeah. Um, if you're new to exercising, I don't think it's a bad idea to just start out with just a little bit of walking every now and then. Like, if you're brand new and you haven't, you know, gotten out and at least tried to exercise in years, um, which a lot of people that I've worked with have been like that. You know, I haven't even stepped on a treadmill or walked outside for more than 30 minutes in a while. I think that's a good starting place. I don't think that's where you should stop by any means. I think weight training or any kind of resistance training is super crucial in a weight loss process. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people ignore that. You can lose weight at the beginning, but sustainability is the biggest thing that you can get in weight loss, whether it's how you're eating or how you're exercising. Sustainability is huge. Um, so you got to find programs that work for you. But 
I think just getting started, you know, getting started is always huge, whether it be in business or whether it be people coming to you or exercise or whatever it is, you know, um, just getting started. And I think, I think just starting out with something, finding some kind of plan or some kind of program just to get you going is, is one of the biggest things. And, and with time management, you know, you don't have to spend two hours a day at the gym you know people like me we do you know because i guess we don't have anything better to do but um you know time management it's 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 a kicker but i think just getting started doing something simple something easy and something quick to get started is is where i always tell people to start so yeah i think the whole idea of being consistent that's just a huge concept um the phrase i like to use or the word i like to use is maintainable you know can i maintain this whether it's something I want to do in business. We've talked about doing these podcasts once a month. And one of the reasons that we chose once a month is we both feel like with our schedules, and Ronnie's going to join us on the next one, but um, with all three of our schedules, that's realistic. You know, we can maintain that. Same thing with exercise. What's maintainable? For some people, two hours a day is not going to be possible. Um, One of the things I found, I did a big weight loss program for a company and picked out 17 people. Most of these people were in management Um, These are people that are working, in some cases, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. It's just it's not practical to structure things where they have to exercise for two or three hours a day. It's just not going to happen. So I really had to think in terms of efficiency because we had to figure out something that was maintainable for these guys. So most of the workouts I had them doing were about 20 minutes or less, just real quick stuff. Um, I would focus on different types of exercise Um, but it, it was all built around this idea of how can people maintain it? What's something they can do not only in the short term, but the long term. And so I think that's a great, great thing to, uh, to point out. No, yeah, for sure. A lot of gyms, especially, uh, the local gyms in our area offer like hip programs, Mm -hmm. you know, just high intensity interval training for about 20 or 30 minutes. You get in, you get out, you got a good resistance workout in, you got your cardiovascular system fired up, you know, just simple things like that. And, Mm -hmm. A lot of people are scared of those kind of things, but if I could encourage people for anything, it is to be, you know, totally not scared of those things. You know, I was terrified the first time I went into a gym because, you know, I was 6'6", 120 pounds. I looked like a flagpole, you know. I was you could so see small. your heartbeat. Yeah, I was, I was so tiny. But um, once I actually got in there and got going, you know, it became an obsession. And, you know, a lot of the people that commented on my Facebook posts were mothers. And... It's hard for them to step away from their children, and I respect that, you know, more than anything. I'm about to be a parent myself, so I'm, you know, I get it. Um, but, you know, finding a quick 30-minute time period, I think, is about right for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if I was, if I had the opportunity to train with somebody, I would like for them to be around for close to an hour. But sometimes that's just not, it's not doable. Sure. And so um, there's, you know, there's plenty of online exercises you can find to do for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's kind of hard to suffer through what is correct and what is incorrect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where hopefully that we're going to be able to help in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we're planning on putting out programming in the future. So, if, you know, if you guys have any questions, you can always find us on social media and ask us directly. Yes. Um, at Second Mile Fitness on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so just time management for mothers is tough. Eating right exercising that's one of the biggest problems that i've found but um you know like you said just sustainability um it's just the most crucial part can i do this in the long run can i do this forever can i mean you're trying to make a life change you're not just trying to lose 30 pounds to get ready for something you're trying to make a total life change yes and it really is it's a lifestyle change the whole concept of dieting just does not work 
Um, so I think, yeah, just the time management and what's maintainable, what can you sustain is huge. Another thing that really came up was, uh, was energy. Um, I know I do a lot of functional medicine, so I read blood tests and do a lot of clinical nutrition and that type of stuff. From a functional medicine standpoint, energy is just huge. It takes energy to digest food. It takes energy to feel vital and good. It takes energy for all the metabolic processes in your body to occur. Um, and it also takes, in this case, energy to, to be motivated enough to exercise. Um, but what are some of the things you've kind of realized with that um, as far as the, the whole energy component with exercise? Um, it's a big thing in America to just not get rest. I mean, especially again, going back to the post, um, mothers just not getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with energy comes from a standpoint of just like what you're eating is going to pay, you know, dividends whenever you're, you know, you're exercising. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't get enough greens in their diet. You know, a lot of people are doing keto, but if you're not doing keto or something like that, I do recommend having decent amounts of carbs in your diet because complex carbohydrates will eventually, you know, they're going to give you energy. So, you know, eating things like oatmeal and sweet potatoes and things that take a while to digest in your system are actually going to give you more energy in the long run. The right carbs. Right, right. The correct carbs, you know. Um, obviously, I'm I am somebody who can afford to eat, you know, the, the simple carbs and things that digest a little bit quicker. But, you know, for those people who are looking to up their energy, I think it all boils down to your diet and getting enough rest. That's yeah. what I've noticed. No, I think that makes sense. Um, you know, from a kind of a functional medicine standpoint, that could tie into the low T, um, which hormone levels have just really um, changed. If you can imagine in the 1960s, 1950s, 60s, your average male had a testosterone level of about eight, 900. Now, most of the time, I see, you know, three, four, 500 tops. Um, so that stuff really plays in some of the testosterone killers or the energy killers in this regard is I think it's important to remember that the water's not as clean as it used to be. The air's not as clean as it used to be. The food's not as clean as it used to be. All those things can really mess with your hormones. Um, and so just the more you can, you can zero in on eating as clean as possible it was funny, I just read a, a blood test to a mother that lives in Australia right before we did this show, and she talks about how the Cheerios are different color. They're much lighter over there than they are here. Or not Cheerios, but um, what are the what's the cereal that's colored? You know what I'm talking about, like the food coloring and stuff. Um, the circles. Oh, Fruit Loops. And Fruit Loops, yeah, Fruit Loops. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So she was saying the Fruit Loops are a lot lighter in terms of their color than they are here in the States. Because their regulations over there, they're not allowed to put in all those uh, food colorings and artificial flavors. And um, the the uh, cows over there, they're not allowed to eat uh, corn and some of those grains. They have to be grass-fed. And so the meat actually does taste a lot different over there because there's not near as much fat content because they're grass-fed versus eating all the corn and that kind of stuff that, that we have here. Um, but all that stuff can really feed into your uh, testosterone levels and really eat up testosterone for sure um another thing that kills testosterone is stress so i think that's huge but you know you got to get enough rest you got to get um do the things to protect your hormone levels because all that stuff's going to feed into energy and really have an impact on your willingness and willpower to, to exercise oh for sure um something that i've noticed that a lot of people are scared of in the fitness industry 
It's just fats. Yeah. And like how you were talking about fat content, there is such thing as healthy fats. I mean, yes. getting the correct fats, especially for men, is extremely crucial because it does affect your testosterone levels. Yeah. I remember whenever I uh, first got into the fitness world and I was, you know, oh, fats are terrible. Even though I was trying to gain weight, I was fully convinced that fats were bad for me. So mm-hmm. I was just trying to cut out all fats. And I noticed that in itself affected my energy levels. Mm-hmm. You know, since then I've learned, you know, kind of, some good fats and obviously the fats you're getting from a cheeseburger at McDonald's are not the ones that you need. Um, but healthy olive oils and, um, you know, a lot of people are using coconut oil and stuff like that. Now, those kind of things will actually, again, in the long run, boost your testosterone and give you more energy. And again, it, you know, staying below, it's staying a caloric deficit when you're in weight loss is ultimately going to be what matters is as you know as opposed to like what's going on on the scale mm-hmm. um you know a caloric deficit is going to tell all the tales when it comes to that but you know eating a little olive oil here and there or, you know putting a little coconut oil in your diet and things like that those things are going to actually help you in the long run yes it's going to mess with your calorie restrictions and things like that but it's going to give you more energy it's going to help you go further yeah, and I think that's a great point. You know, and again, the good fats are coconut oil, olive oil. Another good one is avocado, fish mm-hmm. oils. Um, but those are huge. A lot of the newer food pyramids that are coming out, you know, the old school food pyramid had all the grains on the bottoms, the breads, pastas, stuff like that. The newer ones are showing that your base really should be the good fats. You know, you really want to take in lots of the good fats. I like them from the energy standpoint. I know they help me with cravings too. If I'm really craving sugar or something like that. Um, taking in a good serving of the good fats really can go a long way towards dampening those cravings. Cause I think that's another thing that people struggle with. And probably another big category when it comes to weight loss is how do you deal with the cravings? And it's kind of like somebody that's getting off smoking or anything else. You got to know that those cravings are going to come. Don't sit there and hope that they won't come because they will come. For sure. It's an addiction. It's addiction. Um, but if you can be prepared for it, with things like the good fats, it can make a, a huge difference in your success. Oh yeah, for sure. I've noticed that, you know, just cooking with, with the, uh, the good fats have taken me a long way in, you know, cutting those cravings off. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm actually cooking my chicken or my steak or whatever my meat of choice is at the time with, you know, olive oil or coconut oil, it actually makes me not want to stop by, you know, Taco Bell on the way home or something like that. You know, I've noticed. So sure. They help a lot for sure. Absolutely. So we got one more thing that came up in terms of, uh, people really uh, focused on, they talked about hormones and I'm thinking as we close out, let's zero in on stress. Like what are some of the things that you found that really help with stress? What are some of the things you found, that with people that struggle with stress, because I know when I did that weight loss program and some other people I've worked with, the stress component for a lot of patients is actually the key for them to lose weight. If you're cranking out cortisol, like it's going out of style, which is the quote unquote stress hormone, it's going to affect things like digestion. It's going to affect things like your immune system. It's going to affect things like your hormone levels. And all those things can really impact a person's ability to uh, lose weight. So what are the things, some of the things you found in terms of how do you manage stress? What do you, what do you recommend to other people? So yeah, stress has always been a big kicker. Um, anytime I'm working with someone, stress is always one of the main things they talk about, whether it be stress from work, mm-hmm. stress at home, financial stresses, you know, the world we live in is just debt, debt, debt. And that's, you know, one of the things that everybody has and everybody is, you know, common about typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting away from those is actually huge in your fitness and in weight loss itself. 
Um, the things that I've noticed that kind of help with that, um, two big things that I've noticed, and I get these from all the fitness personalities that I watch, they all do two things. They all read before they go to bed or before they take a midday nap, um, which I wish I got to take a midday nap every now and then. But um, they all try to read. That lowers cortisol levels. It kind of just brings you down. Mm -hmm. And um, blue lights before um, you know you go to bed. So you know, not watching as much TV right before bed or maybe cutting your phone off about 30 minutes before bed. Mm -hmm. Some of them take it to the extreme, won't even allow um, blue lights in the room with them while they're sleeping. I mean, I sleep with my phone right by the bed, so I'm not yeah. that extreme about it. And I'm the type of person that some nights when I can't go to sleep, I'll play on my phone until I go to sleep. But, you know, typically if I'm in control of what I'm doing, I will try to cut off, you know, 30 minutes before is about the time period that I, you know, I try to go for. Most people say an hour, but that's, I'm 24. That's tough for me. I grew up in the generation with a phone in my hand. So, um, yeah, so just trying to cut off the blue lights about 30 minutes before you go to bed, maybe exchanging that for a book, and yeah. uh, that'll that'll get you right where you're supposed to go. Is you know, I've found that to work, and that's kind of the baseline for everybody else. So yeah, I think that's great. Um, of course, exercise can help with stress. It's kind of counterintuitive. Um, you know, you don't want to exercise, but if you will exercise, it'll help with stress. Um, I know for me clinically, I do a lot of mental emotional techniques. There's ways to reboot the brain around emotions. Uh, kind of like rebooting a computer around a virus. And I really like to stack therapies for a lot of different reasons. But with something like stress, I might have a laser going on the patient. At the same time, uh, do some breathing things. Breathing is interesting because it's both conscious and subconscious, uh, which most emotions, most stressors are actually subconscious. You're not aware of them. Um, there's things that you can do with eye movements. The neurology from the eyes, the brain is very well studied. But there's just all kinds of things you can do. Um, but I think some way, somehow, finding ways to manage stress is huge for people for a lot of different reasons, including weight loss. Some things I think people can do on their own, and then some they may need a little help, you know, clinical help or uh, some of the things I'm describing, a counselor. Um, but I think some way, somehow, it's important that people understand that uh, you got to take on the stress thing and figure out what works for you. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I listened to a different podcast the other day, and the guy was talking about 91% of your thoughts are the exact same as the day before. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about, the subconscious you know, thoughts that lead to stress, 91% of those are from the day before, and you're not even realizing that you're thinking about them. Yeah. And a way, you know, you're talking about rebooting the brain. If you can find a way to control that 91%, that will lower your stress levels in itself too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like you said, you help in those ways, maybe seeing a psychiatrist or whatever, you know, again, with the time management, maybe you can't afford to do those things. To me, reading helps a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, exercise is obviously, you know, I forgot to mention that the first time. But to me, that's, it's almost like too obvious for me to even mention because I, you know, I, I struggle with like anxiety real bad myself. So exercise has helped with that immensely. I've noticed, you know, over the past seven years, I've actually came down and times where, you know, maybe I only get two workouts in in a week. I notice it throughout the week. So yeah, you know, exercise and even just kind of tiring your body down from exercise actually. You know, when you're coming down, mm -hmm. I can't, it's like I can't afford to stress. It's like, I'm so tired. I'm just like, I don't even <laughs> want to do anything. So. I call it buttered. You know, you're just buttered oh, afterwards. Yeah, you sure. can't be stressed out. Well, good deal with that. We'll go ahead and close out. Um, once again, my name's Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. We also, we're right here in Winchester, Tennessee, right across the street from the hospital. Um, you can reach us at area code 931-967-6308. You can also check out our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash ultimate chiropractic. And then you can also check out our website at www.ultimatehealthtn.com. 
And Dylan, you want to give your information too? Yeah, you can just find us at Second Mile Fitness on everything. So at Second Mile Fitness on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we do have Twitter. We don't mess with it very much. And we're also on YouTube. But yeah, I'm Dylan Roberts and uh, my business partner, Ronna Gates. We'd love to talk to you and help you out in any way that we can. So Sounds great. And stay, uh, stay tuned because we're going to crank out one of these once a month. Next time it'll be me, Dylan, and Ronnie. So it's going to be the... The three amigos will bring the heat and uh, have a lot of fun. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon.